And now, as the dice roll, brought to you today by Space Folgers. The best part of this here ship is Space Folgers in your grip. Previously on Cautious Optimism. Estimated 1.75 days before engines are operational again. The Senate will vote on the formation of the Interplanetary Police Force. This federal police force is going to be given the ability to arrest people with psionic powers, which would include you and me. So we got to make a decision on these folks. You could summon the Lightspeed Plus Shipping Company. Do we know what the relationship between the guild and them is? They don't get along. Are we trading one bad organization for one that could potentially be even worse? We could just play it safe, deliver them like they're supposed to, and make sure they understand they owe us a favor. Hello, Cautious Optimism. Aurora Borealis Shand. A human woman. I'm not interested in, in selling this ship. She has a huge smile on her face. She was, she's very important to me. Hank Crawford. Engineers. Bad news, good news. Uh, bad news, fuel leak. Coming and going from the spaceport. Good news, I found duct tape. Kyan Brunt. A mature. I am a doctor. A nine foot tall, four armed creature. I don't care if they call me, hey, you, just let me do my job. Rico. Humanoid. I'm observing you. Cat person. It's for science. Liliana. An Evo. I don't know if you know, but like, I'm famous. A species capable of psionic power. We are going to be the best of friends. Thank you, Cautious Optimism. Welcome to the station. With the satisfying hum of the engine roaring to life, power is restored. You're still not at 100% full power because one of the ways that Hank was able to get the engines to function sooner was by turning off all the non-critical systems. So the white noise machine and stuff is still off. I think me and Shipcom need to have a conversation. All right, Shipcom, uh, engines are up. Give us a status report on all systems. Engines, nominal. Life support, nominal. Missile launcher, nominal. Sensors, nominal. Unessential systems are still offline. All right. Should we try to see if we can start bringing some of those back online to see if the engine can hold it? Or are we pretty much maxed out? Currently, we're using all the energy being produced by the main reactor. As the microbes continue to repopulate themselves over the next couple of days, we'll have more power and we'll be able to bring more systems online. All right. Good. Captain. Go ahead. I'm, or I'm here. <laughs> I was waiting for the BB boot. Oh, you're you're in engineering. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm standing behind you this whole time. I've been busy. <laughs> I guess you heard the status report from Shipcom. Shipcom, radio the captain. <laughs> <I'm>, like, <laughs> it's like when I'm at work and I send an email to the guy that works in the next cubicle over because I just don't want to talk out loud or to anyone.
Confirmed. Well, shall we talk to everybody and set a course for Gandor, Gardor, Gordon? Yeah, I'll go. I'll just go set a course for Gardor. I mean, we'll alert the crew that we're ready to go. And so I'll even go to the cockpit. You see that you do, in fact, have full engine power and you're setting a course for Gardor, right? Correct. The little mining colony where you met T Boon and where the Gardon crime family lives. That's our destination. Right. What's our ETA? How far away is it? Beep, beep, boop. Estimated time of arrival at full speed is two days. Shipcom, open up a channel to the ship, all the crew. Throughout every nook and cranny of the ship, including all the bathrooms, you hear beep, beep, boop. We're on our way to Gondor or Gardor. Gardor. The one king is returning. <laughs> Gondor is a different campaign. We're going to Gondor. Oh my goodness. We've left relieving Mordor. <laughs> it's a Gondor. <laughs> First one to the white tree is a loser. All right. Um, <laughs> so we're on our way to Gardor and we'll be there in approximately two days. I've already forgotten what Shipcom told me. So that's what's up, folks. In transmission. Beep, beep, boop. All right. So we can just go ahead and fast forward, or is there anything people want to do during the, the two-day period of travel here? I'm fine. I got nothing. Okay. I think Hank's going to catch up on missing sleep. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. So about two days from now in the morning, you're not at Gardor yet, but you're coming up on it as you guys are waking up and looking for the coffee maker. First of all, by now, the water reclamation system is at full power, so you no longer need to ration water, which means you've probably reinstated that coffee maker the very moment it was safe to do so. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely, 100%. Yep. So as you're getting up and you're uh, sipping your morning coffee... I like to think Liliana's still making the brownies, though, anyway. I mean, caffeinated brownies do sound like a, a nice snack, <laughs> regardless. <laughs> Mm -hmm. The best part of waking up is having coffee on your ship. Yes. There's the commercial right there. Space holders. Space holders. So on the radio or news or space net or whatever we have out here, the following news report is broadcast. We've tallied up votes from all over League Space and the proposal to create the Federal Agency to Police Shipping, etc. has failed. Whew. It seems that a number of voters that have been interviewed or have been polled have said that they just weren't comfortable with the reach that the new agency was going to have. They felt like it was too much intervening in people's personal affairs. Senators that had originally proposed and supported the bill have said they plan on drafting a new bill with the public's opinions taken into consideration. Perhaps going back to the original roots of the bill, preventing space piracy and illegal trade, and dealing less so with the other aspects that the new bill was going to cover. It is expected a new version of this bill will be proposed in the next couple of months. Many people throughout the League are celebrating this as a sign that democracy does in fact work, and police are being brought in to quell several riots, because the parties are exploding into knocking cars over and theft and general abandonment so we're happy that there's no new police and we're showing it by destroying vehicles yeah i don't understand <laughs> <laughs> i 
I mean, it's not like our local sports team won. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Is this West Virginia after they won a football game? <laughs> exactly. Well, it's good to know that it's not just humans. <laughs> Some of the celebrations are just getting a little out of control is, is what's happening there. It'll die down. Oh, it's just it's drunk people. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Stupidity is universal. Yes. And a couple hours later... Captain Rory, you get a, a little beep beep boop. Uh-huh. Go ahead. Captain, we are approaching our destination. Gardor is almost within visual range now and will be uh, orbiting the planet in about 15 minutes. Did we get a flight attendant? Who is this ship com? This is <laughs> this, this, you're running a very pleasant <laughs> program. <laughs> this is ship com. Am I not doing the voice right? No. <laughs> Turned into a Delta flight attendant. Yeah, I was going to say, it's not like you're about to tell us to put our seatbelts on and put our trays in the upright position. So is this it for the for the pretzels? This is Shipcom. Yeah, that's better. We are approaching our destination. That's better. Okay. I hate humans. Kill all humans. No. Kill all humans. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, too far, too far. I like to imagine that everybody's sort of looking really weirdly at Shipcom sounding a bit funny, and Rico's just gone over and like kicked the bottom of the box. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that sounds better. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Rico. Somebody downloaded a new voice for Shipcom during the, the trip. I'm like, oh, I don't like this one. It's like when Waze is like, would you like Samuel L. Jackson to give you your direction? <laughs> no. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway. Let's just pretend ship comes normal. I'm not a professional voice actor, people. I'm doing the best I can. You're doing a great job. <laughs> great job. Thank you. As you come into orbit over Gardor, you get a incoming transmission from the planet surface. Beep, beep, boop. Go ahead. Hello, this is Gardor Space Control. I see you guys are on an approach. <sighs> would you like to land? Uh, yes, we would love that. Thank you. This person sounds like they hate their life. I know. I'm going to try and cheer them up. <laughs> That's great. Go ahead and proceed to the coordinates that I am transmitting now. Have a nice day. Beep, beep, boop. Oh, okay. Uh, wow. Liliana? Yeah? Maybe you should send him some of your brownies. Oh, that's a great idea. Sounds like they need a bit of a pick-me-up down in, uh, down in space <laughs> control. <laughs> Is Cardor the DMV of the universe? <laughs> As the ship descends into the planet's atmosphere and you're approaching the coordinates you were given by uh, space control, you see a sprawling city of wooden buildings, mostly single story. Dirt roads traveled by people riding animals that look a lot like horses, except with longer, thicker tails traverse the town. On the outside of the town... The only metal structure you see is a large platform about 20 feet or 6 meters off the ground that serves as a docking place for spaceships. A dozen ships can be seen already parked on the structure, four of which look a lot like the ship that you rescued your current passengers from before it exploded. The other ships are random and unrecognizable, all from various places that are probably outside of the league and you've never never seen before. As you approach the landing pad, 
a gentleman wearing a lot of brown leather who appears to have pinkish, not pink like human pink, but like actual like pink pink skin, like uh, like bright pink skin, starts to approach your ship as it's landing. So uh, I land the ship and go to meet the two departing people as we, I guess we're going to, I would have said for them to meet at the airlock. Sure, sure. They're all waiting for you at the airlock, except for the chap who was put inside the cryopod because he's he he really can't be woken up until he's in a proper hospital. Oh, I forgot about forgot him. about him. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that guy. So, are we going to have to wheel him to a hospital? Uh, call for an ambulance. I don't know. Okay, well, I mean, this place looks like they might not have an ambulance, but okay. If they have mafia here, they probably have some kind of an ambulance. It looks like they don't have working electricity here. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, everything's wooden. So, all right. So I'm at the door. All right. As you open the door, waiting for you on the other side is the uh, pink-skinned gentleman, clad in leather, who looks up at you and says, Howdy. What's your business here on guard door? Uh, howdy. We are dropping off two passengers, and uh, we are going to require... Medical assistance for a third passenger. Oh, you need us to call the doc over here, or how bad off is he? We need to get him to a facility. Oh. Like a hospital, or... Okay, I'll call you a truck. Okay, maybe they don't have an ambulance. (laughs) Yeah. Look down at his wrist. He's wearing a technologically advanced, like, communicator, you know, little wrist computer. Basically, all the functions of our cell phone, only it's entirely in watch form. Mm Mm-hmm. And he pushes a couple buttons, and then he talks into it and says, We have a a medical need here at Docking Bay 74. Somebody could send a a med truck over. That'd be great. Thanks. And you hear what sounds like somebody agreeing on the other end. And then he says, All right. Well, standard docking fees are going to be 100 quintablues a day, and uh, medical truck will be an extra 400. What's the conversion rate to lopsies? I know. Does that currency mean anything to me? Not really. You've heard of a quinta blue the way that I've heard of a franc, but you have no idea what it really converts to or what to do about it. Um, Chipcom. Beep, beep, boop. Do a conversion between, what'd you say, quanta blue, quinta blues? Quinta blues. Quinta blues and lopsies. And I got friend, what was that total again? 100 a day plus 400 for the med truck. So... What's 500 quinta blues and lopsies? Uh, processing, according to the current galactic market, five lopsies. Gotcha. Whew. All right. Well, will you take a charge or do I have to go and give this to you all at once in some sort of cash exchange? Uh, out of character, we use credit chips. Can we not convert these online to quinta blues or is quinta blues a physical currency? I'm, that's what I'm trying to find out. <laughs> From this guy. Oh, I'm sorry. It's actually remarkably difficult to <laughs> to convert one currency to another. You would think it'd be easy, but there's a whole bunch of rules and legislation surrounding that whole procedure. So imagine that. We're about to get an ambulance for four bucks. So I feel like <laughs> they may not have the technology to, to receive it electronically. Well, uh, I mean, us- usually folks use paper money around here but uh but you know don't let the the wooden houses fool you we're a technologically advanced people okay 
He takes out a device from his pocket that looks kind of like a like a Game Boy. <laughs> and uh, he points it at you and he says, if you want to insert your money chip right here, we'll go ahead and perform the transaction. Sounds good. Sounds good. Uh, and, and we won't be here more than a day. So I don't know that we could afford it. So I put the chip in the Game Boy. Well, Captain, are we not going to try to give the, the bioorganisms time to regenerate? The microorganisms? Yeah. So what's there to do in your nice town here? We may need to do some resupplying or something. Do you, you guys have a, a great dry goods shop? Or He pushes some buttons on his little device, and then he, he hands it to you, and there's clearly a thumb thumbprint scanner. Mm-hmm. And uh, as he holds that out to you, he says, Well, uh, there's basically three things to do here. You can work in the mines. You can go to the saloon. Or you can talk to... Uh, the Gardone family about work. Oh, so not like a place where we could like maybe fill up our water tank or buy food to fill up the ship. Oh, well, there's general stores around town. You could you can get supplies at sure. Okay. Hey, Todd, just you know, off you know, side question: Would Liliana be famous enough that people out here would know of her? I would say that Liliana doesn't honestly know. Okay. You've been in the league your whole life. Yeah. So outside of the league, it's who knows? You might be huge in other planets outside of the <laughs> league that you don't really know about. Okay. Possible. Okay. Just curious. Continue. All right. For an extra hundred uh, quintablues, I could call you guys uh, a taxi. Um. Well, how far is the, the nearest store from here? Uh, it's about 15 Fulons on foot. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> why can't everyone just use the metric system? <laughs> she screams at her own country. Okay. Um, <laughs> Shivcom. How, how far is that in, my, in, in kilometers? Beep, beep, boop. One Fulon is a measurement of time equivalent to approximately two Earth minutes. Oh, this is a parsec thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, we'll just we'll just walk. That'll be a, it'll be a nice a nice walk. He kind of shrugs his shoulders. Like, oh, well, okay. Suit yourself. And uh, with that, he hands you back your credit chip. He puts his little scanning machine in his pocket, and he starts to walk back to what appears to be a kind of a wooden hut that seems to be where he uh, keeps an eye on everything going on in the space parking lot here. Looks like we got ourselves an old-fashioned Western planet. Hello, I'm Joe Hogan, the editor of As the Dice Roll. I hope you're enjoying this episode of Cautious Optimism. Habanashi on Slack said, Just listening to the new episode, success or failure by at least 10 is a crit in addition to a 3 or 4 or a 17, 18. We did not know this, Habanashi, but we do now. And we will be letting Todd know anytime it happens from now on. So thank you for that. If you have any tips for us, you can get a hold of us through our Slack channel. To join, all you need to do is go to geek2geekmedia.com and find the link under the Contact Us tab. You can contact us on the Wild West, that is currently Twitter, at AsTheDiceRollRP, 
or you can hop over to Instagram at as the dice roll, or you can email us at podcast at as the dice rollcast.com. If you'd like to support our cast and their other endeavors, you can listen to Kelly on her podcast, Mating Habits of the Modern Geek, featuring Todd as a new regular co-host. You can also read Todd's book, Tag Your IT, by going to toddsullivanbooks.com. Check out Raven on Girls Gone Wow if you are a World of Warcraft player, or The Tenth Divine if Elder Scrolls Online is more your thing, and I can be found on my podcast, Geektitude. That's it for me this week. I'll be back here next Sunday, December 4th, with the next episode of What Is Not, and then again on December 11th with the next episode of Cautious Optimism. Until then, let's see what trouble the crew can wrangle up on this new planet right after a quick commercial break. When toxic culture has you down. When you're just looking to laugh and have fun. Kick back and enjoy watching a video game. Or just make some new friends. It's time to visit the geek to geek Media Network. A community of podcasters, streamers, and bloggers. Well, more of a family than a community. All dedicated to geeking out about the things we love. Things like video games, Star Wars, comics, movies, K-pop, Disney Plus, Keanu Reeves, new, or whatever our community decides is the next best thing. That's right. We have a great online community on Slack and Discord where we chat about our weekly geekery with listeners and viewers. And each other. Yep, and each other in real time, and we can't wait for you to join us. So come check us out at geek2geekmedia.com. And escape toxic fandom for something much more... Keanu? Yes, Keanu. Commander Melmar kind of pushes past you and looks over at the ships that look exactly like the one you rescued him from. And he says to Rory... So they're bringing a med truck for our uh, our compatriot here who who's in the cryopod, right? Yes. I don't suppose you and and your crew would be interested in making a little extra money and doing a doing a job for the Lightspeed Plus shipping company, would you? Mm, um <laughs> How do you, how do you feel about helping us uh take one of those ships and he he indicates with his head the ones uh that look like the ones you rescued him from. I, I don't know. Does this guy not realize that we drugged him up on this ship? <laughs> I feel like we've helped you out quite a bit by saving your lives and taking you to the place. Yeah, that's fair. Just thought I'd offer. Yeah. Are you going to take the, your guy with you? Or are you going to leave him here on this planet? That's a good question. Well, before we do anything brash, we'll, uh, we'll go with him to the whatever passes for a hospital around here. And try to make sure he's okay, but I think that's for, that's probably the best. About this time, two what look a lot like horses, except with long, thick lizard tails, come up a ramp leading up to the uh, the little spaceship port here. And attached to them, they're pulling a, a wooden carriage on four big old wooden tires. And there's a Another pink-skinned man wearing leather hanging off the back of that carriage who looks over at you and he, he gets down. And another young guy comes out of the carriage as well. And the one who was hanging off the back says, I'm a medic. Somebody called for a, a, a med truck. Yeah, we've got um, Todd. Where, where is he? Is he still in med bay or did we have him brought up? It's up to your doctor. You mean Kyan? That guy. <laughs> Are you I'm, never going to say his name ever again? Is this 
I'm sorry. I wasn't constantly quizzing him over the past two months. <laughs> that is ridiculous, Raven. I don't know where you get silly ideas. Okay. It's okay. like Mayan, like the Mayan civilization. Kyan. Kyan. Kyan, Kyan. like the Mayan. All yes. right. Now he's well, just going to call him Mayan. Okay. Well, that's that's better. I mean, at least it sounds the same. <laughs> when he doesn't call me Hank. Yeah. Honestly, you should be glad I'm in the ballpark. Goodness. (laughs) I imagine we would have bought the cryopod up because we're trying to offload these people. Right. Yeah. So we would have, because it sits on a hover gurney, as we've established many times. So I imagine we would have just bought it with us because we're trying to offload these people. Yes. That's the purpose of our being. All right. I imagine if the engines and everything were working, we probably would just like leave them all on the sidewalk and leave. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. In fact, in fact, when everybody, when <laughs> I might just be like, Shipcom, where's the next closest planet? <laughs> oh, are you actually asking them? Yes. Okay. Beep beep boop. The next closest planet is. Hold on, my network connection is very poor right now. Um, processing. 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 <laughs> Rico, can you kick it again? Uh, slightly worried. It might have turned into a Dalek. <laughs> no, it was very Dalek. <laughs> Exterminate. The next closest planet is Talog. Approximately three days travel from here. Oh, okay. Well, we're going to do that. I think we should get off this planet ASAP. Unless somebody greatly disagrees. Um. Agreed, Captain, but we will need to release the dude from the cryopod. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we don't want to give them the cryopod. Right. No, that would not be my first choice. So the two medics open up big double doors on the back of the carriage, and you see inside the carriage is a bunch of medical equipment and some heart monitors and a bunch of things that Kion would suppose... I mean, they're 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 good quality pieces of equipment. They look like they're maybe fifty years old, but they seem to be functional and everything. Would Kyan feel like this is equipment? Like, would he be jeopardizing this guy's life by transferring him from the cryopod into this carriage? Let's see, make some kind of a role, some kind of a medicine role to determine his health and, and maybe also what you think of their medical equipment. Okay. That is a nine, which is a success by five. Success by five. You feel like they probably have the uh, equipment necessary to save his life if they hurry. So... Yeah, it's it's kind of 50-50 really. You think you think it'll be okay as long as they get him to whatever passes for their hospital and get him attention ASAP. All right, so Kyan's going to pull Rory aside and say, "Uh, Captain, I I am a little concerned about leaving this guy in this condition here with them. I I'm really afraid that we're kind of just letting him die." Oh. I, it's, there's only got about a 50-50% chance, I think, of staying alive on this planet. So if we're thinking about maybe going to a next the next planet over, maybe it would be a good idea to 
just take him with us and they can figure out how to meet up with him later because my professional medical opinion is that it is a very bad idea to just let him stay here with their level of technology. Okay. So I go to uh, Melmar. Hey, so uh, on second thought, we're going to take your guy and drop him off at the next planet. Oh. Because we don't think he's going to survive this. He looks over at the med truck and he says, yeah, I see. I see your point. I mean, you weren't going to be able to use him in your next move anyway. No, he's he's in no condition to help us with our mission. If if you don't mind doing that, hey, that that actually would be really great. I'd appreciate that. Okay, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do that. Is there some sort of place you want to tell him to meet you? You can write it in a note and put it in his pocket, and I promise you, I won't read it. He nods, and uh, yeah, he goes ahead and he reaches down and pulls out a little iPad type device, and he pushes some buttons. Doop 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 doop. And then he says, okay, you know what, just tell him to check his email as soon as he wakes up. Okay. There should be a message from me with instructions. All right. Well, in that case, we will wish you the best of luck and we're going to hit the road here. All right. Well, hey, thank you so much for everything you've done for me, except for the part where you knocked me out for half a day. The rest of the trip was really great. We appreciate you risking your lives. I don't have any money on me, but I am going to tell the Lightspeed Plus shipping company how much you guys did to help us out. And I am going to see if I can get them to to forward you some kind of compensation. So keep your eye open for that. That's great. In lieu of compensation, also uh, a favor at some point might go over even better. All right. I will let them know. All right. So we're going to... Vamos out of this uh, Westworld <laughs> hellish nightmare here. And <laughs> so I go back up in the ship and tell everybody to prepare for, for disembarking. We're debarking. <laughs> oh, yes. Glad, glad that we remember that one. Okay. So <laughs> I actually heard that word be used on a TV show the other day. So it's, it's really not just a word. It's not- yeah. I've had it used in an airport. See? It's a word. I mean... I accept your apology. <laughs> <laughs> this is just a sm- small window into our lives, you guys. A small window into our lives. <laughs> it might have been a European airport. I don't think I've ever heard it in an American airport. Well, I'm very worldly. <laughs> so I just Googled debark, and it says debarking a dog. Which I don't even want to know what that is. That sounds awful. I'm not clicking that. Uh, yeah, that's... No, you don't want to do that. No, it's no. very inhumane. It is to leave a ship or aircraft. Yeah. Yes. I apologize. It is a real word. It is a real word. I know things. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so uh, shortly thereafter, the cautious optimism debarks from the planet the Gardor, and you just see a couple tumbleweeds roll past where it was previously parked. And where it goes and what happens to it next, we'll have to wait for our next episode. Next time on Cautious Optimism. I would like to attempt to try to contact Johnny Lee. I can't tell you a lot of the details, 
But suffice it to say, I'm hauling some air quotes cargo. Cautious optimism, this is Talog Space Command. Would you like the landing pad assigned to you? I have summoned an emergency medical ambulance. They're on their way right now. You've been listening to As the Dice Roll. The As the Dice Roll intro music is The Soap Opera by James Bowers. You can find and license his music through Pond5 at Pond5.com. All the rest of the music in this episode is by Darren Curtis and can be found at DarrenCurtisMusic.com. The opening voiceover is by our very own Rob Sometimes. You can find his podcast at ComicBox.Libsyn.com. And the As the Dice Roll logo was created by Marcel Edwards. Check out her book, No Great Matter, at MSEdwards.com. As the Dice Roll is a proud member of the geek to geek Media Network. Check out other geek to geek shows, streams, and content at geek2geekmedia.com. If you'd like to contact the show, you can send an email to podcast at asthedicerollcast.com. Individual players and GMs, social media can be found on our website at asthedicerollcast.com.